Hey everyone, did you think it was going to be different? Well, so did I. What I've learned is that I'm not your typical daughter, mom, ex-wife, business owner, or maybe I am, but I just don't know it because no one talks about it. We are all too busy with a bunch of different balls in the air to take time to process, well, just about anything. But that is all going to change with this tribe. Ladies, I'm one of you. I've been there and done that. And we don't need to go through it alone. Will we be practical? Yep. Will we be goofy? Absolutely. Will we swear? You bet your sweet ass. By the way, little secret, this is not going to be the podcast you want to listen to in the van with your kids. So ladies, slip on your heels because we all feel more powerful in heels. Grab your wine because it's five o'clock somewhere. And let's dive into Not Your 1950s Housewife with me, Gina Seminary. Well, I am so glad, 1950s Housewife listeners. Today, I have a new friend of mine, Dr. Corinne Weaver. She is an awesome individual. We've been chatting a little bit. I wanted to give you a little background on her. Uh, following a childhood injury, she suffered health issues, including severe asthma and allergies that she thought she would have to endure for the rest of her life. It wasn't until a one of her first upper cervical adjustments at the age of 21 that her health began to improve dramatically. This transformation sparked a drug-free wellness lifestyle for her entire family that she enthusiastically continues to focus on to help others heal and has assisted many, including thousands of people, achieve better health without drugs and surgery. In recent years, she's reached out beyond her 15 years leading a successful private practice as an international best-selling author of two books, which is awesome, an accomplished speaker, and as of 2019, a brand new podcast host because she is on fire and sharing empowering knowledge to how to be a healthy, healthy and natural for all people all over the world so that they require no more meds. Welcome, Dr. Corinne. Thank you so much, Gina, for having me on your show. And like I said, we, you just said, we just met today and it's just awesome what you're doing and letting women across the world. It's so interesting now that podcasts can reach every, I don't know about every country, but the last podcast I was on said it was reaching over a hundred countries. I was like, wow, that's awesome that we can get this news out there. That's, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I was just mentioning to you that I kind of first connected with you through Instagram um, and I was watching this amazing documentary on Netflix called Heal, which if people haven't seen, I've raved about it. Um, but after the show, I was searching all these different topics on Instagram and you know, searching certain hashtags. And that's actually how I came across your Instagram page, um, specifically when I was looking up topics like No More Meds, which actually is the name of one of the books that you've written. Up pops mm-hmm. you. I go ahead and friend you. You friend me. And then you're like, hey, let me know if there's anything I can do. And I was like, funny thing about that. <laughs> Want to be a guest on my podcast. And now here we are a few weeks later when our schedules align. So um, very uh, serendipitous on how that whole thing happened. <laughs> 
Uh, that's how it is. It's amazing how social media can be a blessing and a curse. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> that's my, that's going to be in a few more podcasts. We talk about <laughs> the curse behind social media and dating. It's fascinating. <laughs> this, this way it was a blessing, you know, so, but exactly. I've seen some curses come out. We'll just keep the blessings coming. <laughs> exactly. So when you say no more meds, right, what specifically do you mean? You know, as a kid, I was raised with, if something was wrong with you, you open up the medicine cabinet and you pop a pill and you move on with your life. Well, as a kid, I was so sick, I was popping a lot of pills, okay. <laughs> um, a lot of antibiotics. I became allergic to everything. I had a really bad bike accident that kind of stirred up my asthma and allergies. It was a major head trauma, lost my front teeth. <laughs> And, you know, from that accident, that's when I started having problems. But my pediatrician didn't really link that accident to the health problems I was having. They were literally, well, they do the best thing they can with covering up symptoms. Exactly. And so <laughs> I was on breathing machines morning and night. I was going to see an asthma and allergy specialist, getting shots in my arms twice a week. Um, you know, lots of allergy medications. I had a Kleenex right beside my bed that I used a box every day just to, <laughs> it was horrible, especially springs coming up. And I live in North Carolina and you talk about allergies, right? So it was just my eyes, breathing, all of this. And I just wanted it to end. Um, and then my wonderful uncle, my, his name is, well, we call him Amazon John, not because of amazon.com, but because of the Amazon rainforest. So he would go to Amazon Rainforest and he would bring in like eucalyptus and unadagado bark. And he would literally bring these plants and bark and make teas for me. And he would take a kitchen towel and like throw it over my head and I'm breathing in these teas. And I was like, wow, this makes me feel better. Even as a small kid, I was like 12 years old. I was like, this makes me feel better than that nasty steroid machine I was on. Mm -hmm. It was making my head feel weird. I was having dizzy spells. And also had some seizures um, if I got too stimulated. Um, and so then he, he was, he's married to Olivia Newton-John and he was actually going to visit her and he got in a really bad car accident and fractured his spine. Wow. And I went to go visit him and I, I was 16 at the time and he told me to put some herbs on his back and work on his back. And I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was 16 years old. Right. <laughs> So here I am, here I am with some like herbs and barks. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy, right? You know, like this is in the eighties when like people didn't even look into natural healthcare, you know, he would right. take weird shops that smelt funny and you know, you're like, what is this? So I laid my hands on him um, and he fell asleep and he woke up and he was moving a lot better and he had, fra he fractured his spine and he was like, you have healing hands. You should look into chiropractic. And I was like, what in the world is a chiropractor? You know, like I had no idea. I mean, we weren't raised with knowing what chiropractic was. Um, but I love the philosophy that our, that philosophy of chiropractic is our bodies can heal. Like I was like, what? I can possibly heal and get off this medication. Like as soon as like my mental capacity, I feel like we've been brainwashed thinking that we're going to take this drug and this is going to make me better. Um, I was like, my body can heal from this. That was just like a light bulb went off in my head. And I like literally went to chiropractic school, knowing nothing, not even been adjusted just for the philosophy, just as the philosophy alone. And then I met an upper cervical doctor when I was there and what upper cervical is cervical means neck. 
and we're looking at the upper part of your spine. Mm-hmm. And then it all made sense to me that that bike accident messed up my alignment. Then it caused my, what we call vagus nerve, not vagus and, you know, there's actually a vagus nerve that goes down to your diaphragm and goes down to your heart goes down to your digestion and there was compression on that nerve that was creating me to not be able to breathe so when I got that first adjustment at age 21 I was able to take a deep breath for the first time so if you know anybody that has asthma like literally they breathe like this most of the time I did not know how to take a deep breath because I really couldn't Hmm. and then I was like hmm interesting um so I got off uh, over the course of a year I worked with the doctor got off all my medication and then I was like I'm gonna have kids and I'm not gonna raise them like I was raised exactly that's what I'm trying to do Yay! Yep. Um, and so I've had three kids, uh, 16, uh, 12, and 10, and none of them had any medication. So, you know, people were like, well, what do you do with this? What do you do with that? So when I started my practice 15 years ago, um, actually one of my first patients that came in, and now she has, she has six kids, but at the time she had only a couple, um, they, the little baby had an ear infection. And people don't realize that an ear infection is a drainage problem. So they think, oh, I'll give the kid an antibiotic and then crap, that doesn't work. Let's give him another antibiotic. Oh, that doesn't work. Let's give him an, you know, I don't know how many antibiotics it's going to take until we get the tubes, right? Right. So it's the drugs or the tubes. And so I have helped, gosh, thousands of babies now not have ear infections and not have tubes in their ears. So that was like my thing, right? So everybody thought I cured ear infections. And I'm like, well, I thought chiropractic only cured asthma and allergies because that's what it helped me with. But then I realized chiropractic helped a lot of conditions because all you're doing is really open up the floodgates to your nervous system and allowing your body to do its healing by itself. So now I want to know the secret because my kids did have ear infections and um, we never had anything done surgically because I feel like I read that they will actually heal themselves. Is that a true statement? That is a true statement. I mean, which was hard because I'm in no meds and my ex-husband at the time was more of like, if we need it, just give it to them. And I think also generationally, my parents are like, well, go get antibiotics, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned you before we started recording that, you know, I know both of my parents are on meds. I think more than my mom, more than my father. But I think generationally speaking, you know, I mentioned that my daughter's sick and my mom goes, take her to the doctor. I'm like, well, I want to kind of see what happens. Do I need to go? Do we need the antibiotics? And to your point, it's one antibiotic, then it doesn't work. So it's, let's do another seven to 10 days of antibiotics. And then I'm recently learning about probiotics. So now you've ruined everything in your body that, you know, the antibiotic did. And now you need to add back in all the good stuff that the antibiotic killed by eating probiotics. And it's like, you just, you can't win. And then in the end, I'm thinking, had I just not done anything, would they have been perfectly fine? <laughs> exactly. I just did a podcast on gut health, actually, I think it came out I yesterday. I saw that too. <laughs> and I was talking about how, you know, yes, yeah, so we start giving that generation lots of antibiotics. But do you know that the research is coming out, it's affecting the next generation because of that microbiome has been destroyed. And they're finding that is it a genetic issue or is it a bacterial issue? And it's a combination of both. Um, but bacteria is actually really good for us. Um, and so we've been using all the an, you know, hand sanitizer like crazy people. Right. And, you know, and in fact, I lived in a bubble because my parents were like, if she goes outside when someone's mowing the grass, right. <laughs> she can't breathe. So we're just going to put her in a bubble. We had to move into a new house. 
I mean, it wasn't literally a bottle, but my parents had to get rid of the carpets. I couldn't have blinds. I had to do shades. I had to have a plastic over my bed. I mean, they wanted to like, just like protect me because they were sick of taking me to the hospital every two seconds, you know, like, so, but then we realized that created problems too, because I actually needed the good bacteria because all the antibiotics I was taking, because I kept getting sinus infections, I kept getting sicker not better. And so that was just like really interested in me because in the medical community, they thought I was getting better, but I wasn't. I started creating more problems. And then I found out I had Hashimoto's and autoimmune disorders and I had to fix all that. So I'm still, it's still fixing. I'm still things that I'm working on that things that happened to me years ago, but I'm definitely a lot better shape now. And with the wonderful research that's coming out, it's, it's just really nice to work with other doctors that are like-minded and there's more of us coming. Um, just last week, we had a great little lunch with a pediatric neurologist. Um, and he, and his, you know, take on a lot of things. And, and he was actually in a big hospital in Charlotte and he's gotten out and opened himself and he's got a nutritionist that he works with. We, he has essential oils. He does neurofeedback. I mean, that's nat- great. Isn't that great? Natural things. And he was the one that actually told me the first thing that he was using for seizure or some of his seizure patients was um, cannabis. Right. CBD so now that's the big talk and, and we got some good things coming out about that. So, so that leads me to so many questions. Um, <laughs> and I don't even know where to start. Let's start with my daughter. Okay. Right. Because, I'm learning about probiotics, so I've been taking probiotics. One of the questions that I asked um, on my last podcast was like, should kids be taking probiotics? Preventatively, I guess I could use mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer was yes. So for the past month, I found, you know, I got recommended to a really high quality probiotic that I got for not only myself, but the kids. So I've been taking it somewhat daily, I kind of forget. Um, but the kids loved it because it tasted like candy. And they, I was giving it to them. Mm-hmm. But then I was reading an article, and you can kind of dispel the myth or not, but my daughter is the only one in my family that has allergies um, to the point where I'm pretty sure the kid doesn't know how to breathe through her nose. Like at night when, you know, if ever we do mommy and me sleepovers, she's literally breathing through her mouth all the time. And I'm like, close your mouth, breathe through your nose. And she can, she just doesn't remember. And when she was young, probably, oh man, maybe five or six we couldn't figure out what was going on. So we took her to an ear, nose and throat doctor and they had, they took out her adenoids. So we had her adenoids removed. Um, nothing's gotten better. Right. So, you know, then we took her back to the ear, nose and throat doctor and we were like, or actually took her to an allergist. And it was like, you know, you need to put her on allergy shots. And I was like, I just, I'm not buying it because then that's a consistent thing that we're doing and we're just masking the symptom, not necessarily treating it. Not that I can control the pollen count or whatever. I mean, she's allergic to some random things, um, but one of them is pollen. Um, so we just basically use over-the-counter meds as needed. Mm-hmm. But then someone had mentioned to me that if, you know, when they started taking probiotics and fixing their gut, their seasonal allergies went away. Now, of course, I ran out and she's like, you got to go get them. You got to go get them. But is, do you think there's truth to that? A hundred percent truth. Um, a lot, I mean, 70% of your immune system is in your gut. So exactly. Right. So if you can get your gut, right, your immune system is going to be, and that's all what I, what I realize is allergies is all, it's all the immune system, right? The whole thing's immune system. I used to be anaphylactic to multiple different foods and now I can eat them. I don't have a problem anymore. 
So how come that changed, right? And when you talk to immunologists, it's really interesting because everybody has their own opinion. But what I've realized over the years, just with my own health, as I build up my immune system, I'm able to fight off things a lot easier. Um, and so allergies, you know, having a good starting out with the gut is the number one. And I always say, you know, there's, I don't know what probiotic you're giving her, but there's more and more research coming out with spore, spore, S-P-O-R-E, spore probiotics. Okay. I don't think that's it. That's not a name brand. Uh, there's different brands out there. Megaspore is the one that I use. Um, but the spores is actually the first foundation um, probiotics that you should have in your gut. Those are the ones that when you kids go outside and they're eating dirt, right? <laughs> you're like, no, don't eat the dirt. Now we're like, yeah, maybe eat some of that dirt. Go ahead, have some dirt. <laughs> Those are actually the first type of um, bacteria that's really good for, for babies as they grow up. So there's more and more research that's coming out on, on specifically bacteria because that's how important it is. So then as a almost 40 year old, you know, what should I be taking so that I am preventing myself from having to take meds? Um, whether that is like certain probiotics or certain vitamins, like what, what do people do right in this busy and, lifestyle that we have? Is, yeah, this is kind of interesting. And they said for every antibiotic you've had in your life, if you had one antibiotic, you need a probiotic against that antibiotic for a year to build up a oh my year. Gosh. So I needed to be taking a lot of probiotics. One year, yeah. So if you were on 10 for a really long time, at least 10 years of to build up that, what we call that rainforest um, in your gut, because it usually gets destroyed. And I don't know what antibiotics you've been on. And a lot of people don't even realize what they've been on. Right. And I'm like, it's helpful to know what you were on because then I know what was killed and I can kind of build that up. Um, but some people want to know more specifics. And so there's actually, you know, this is fun, but you can do a stool test. <laughs> um, where you actually collect your stool, send it to a lab, and you can find out what bacteria you do have. Um, and if it's really way off, then you'll know what bacteria that you can do to build up. Yikes. That sounds, that sounds so <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah, there's actually, I don't know if you've heard about it, but there's fecal transplants, you know, fecal transplant. So when people's gut is like really bad, I'm talking about people that have Crohn's disease, IBS, diarrhea all the time. They are doing some studies on healthy, basically healthy poop, right? They right. can help poop and transplant it into the sick person. And it's one way to get really fast all your probiotics because there's different levels out there. You can do 1 billion, you could do 250 billion. How much right. do you need? It's so confusing. Um, so sometimes it's good to work with a doctor that kind of knows that stuff, but starting out, if you're like want to know is really maybe a stool test. Um, and then you're like, okay, well, I'm not healthy. I'm good. And I'll show you how you're digesting your foods. You know, a lot of people don't digest fats well because their gallbladder's messed up. So if you're not digesting fats well, we find, well, we got an issue with the brain. And probably the big thing right now is you were talking about intermittent fasting, ketogenic yep. diet, paleo diet, what diet do I use? You know, so right. with all this. Um, but actually the most, I love um, intermittent fasting. And I know that's not what we're talking about today, but it's my favorite um, kind of, I guess, diet plan if you had to, because it gives your body a rest. Right. Just your food. So some people think, oh, you know, we were trained to eat, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Then we're trained to eat snacks all the time. But every time we eat, it's going to elevate glucose. And then what happens, it's going to continue to elevate glucose and insulin. And then we have, you know, diabetes is on a rise in this company or this country. So intermittent fasting is a good time to allow your body to rest and digest and to heal. 
I love it. Yes, I'm in my uh, 12 to 8 eating time, so I'm proud that I'm not eating while I'm recording with you. <laughs> but yes, do it. Hang in there. Oh, yeah, 16 hours is the the most research is fun, and 16 hours of fasting. So some people yes, eat at eight. Yeah, eight o'clock and two o'clock is the best. But if you're not a breakfast person, I tell people 12 o'clock and six o'clock. Okay. You don't have to change your, I mean, I don't have to change your diet too much. Um, no. Of course, I would like for them to stay away from the food sensitivities that's bothering them. So with your daughter too, you know, as her, as her body's healing, sometimes it's good to stay away from those food sensitivities that maybe she'd be reacting to. A lot of times I think it's the environment, but it's also the food that we're eating that's constantly causing that inflammation for the flare-ups. So if you give about 30 days to stay away from those, get some good bacteria in there with your probiotics, yep. then she'll eat again and not have all those reactions with her allergies. How do you feel about probiotics and the multivitamins? I mean, is uh, it just, is it, do you think it's more of a, hey, we're going to throw this on here, but it's not really doing... Yeah, yeah I, I'm not a big fan with that. Yeah, and I'm not a big fan with um, multivitamins. So Tell me more. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not really specific to what you need. Correct. And two, like we're finding out more about B vitamins and people can't process certain B vitamins because huh. of their genetics and B12, for instance, where people have a lot of anxiety. If you give them a lot of certain B vitamins, it can create more anxiety into the brain. So I'm not going to get an MT. It's called MTHFR. I don't know if you've come across with that. That's a no. genetic thing of how we, how we process B vitamins. Um, and I found out I had that mutation. So I was like, man, if I take a bunch of B vitamins, I should have all this energy. But like I was getting nothing. In fact, it was creating a lot of problems. And so I stopped that, did some research and found out like hydroxyl B12 was best for me. And once I started doing that, I was like, oh, and then I don't need it anymore. But I needed to get my B12s up and I couldn't get it up. And so there's that mutation that we're finding with kids with ADHD autistic kids. It's very, very common with this genetic makeup. So once we kind of, and I don't believe in taking a bunch of vitamins, you know, these people that, mm. yeah, you know, talking about people coming in with their med list, they have their whole huge med list, medication list. And then they come in with like, I'm taking 30 vitamins. And I'm like, what the heck, you know, like, why right. are you taking 30 vitamins? What are you taking all this crap for? And a lot of times we're like, well, I read an article and it's good for this. And I'm like, how do you know it's good for you? <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's so, Perfectly into my question though. Like I'd mentioned to you that I, I do go to get my physical once a year and I go mainly just to make sure nothing's really falling apart because I don't ever feel like anything's drastically wrong, knock on wood. Um, but I have really wanted to go to, I want to say a holistic pra practitioner or I'm never in a million years that I think it would be a chiropractor, but I want to go to someone who can just like really do exactly what you're saying versus, and know that their perspective is, hey, if not that something's wrong, but we want to be proactive, right? I don't want to be reactive with my doctor. I want to go and be like, okay, run whatever you need to do and find out what I'm deficient in. And, you know, you want a stool sample? I don't really care. Like, I'll give you whatever you need to be able to tell me what I need to do so that I don't end up, you know, like the older generations that are falling apart and on a ton of meds when it's almost too late to get off because you just, like things have just been spiraling over time. It's like, where do you stop? Um, and then if I take that to another level, like for my daughter, I do love my pediatrician. She's awesome. And she's more of a non-med pediatrician, which is great. Um, I do wonder if the adenoid thing was a, like, let's just troubleshoot it and see if it worked, which could have caused something else. Thank God it didn't. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just very quick to give someone a prescription or, 
you know, go say, take this out and let's see how it does. I mean, this is our body. So I'm trying to find someone that I could go to on a regular basis to be more proactive versus reactive, not only for me, but also for my kids. And I think that's a hard person to find. Yes, they're very hard. We're now called, I guess the, the term that we're using more is called functional medicine doctors. Okay. I've heard it. Yeah. You're going to start hearing that term more. Um, and unfortunately, like I was talking about with that pediatric neurologist, he was working in, you know, a setting, um, I won't say the name of the hospital. There's two big hospitals here. They're big business in Charlotte. And it's like, if you get in that, then you have to follow by their rules. Um, and so the good, I want to say the good doctors, all right, but the doctors that are more integrated thinking about functional medicine, they have to leave that and start like a practice by themselves. And it's like scary. Uh, us as chiropractors, we're used to doing that. You know, like we're, we're not working in any hospitals or we don't work with, you know, big integrated practices with like multiple doctors. We're usually individual. And so we know how to, I guess, market or we know how to, to kind of sell this whole, you know, natural healthcare because chiropractic is already out there. But these new doctors that are coming out, they're, they're seeking chiropractors because they don't know how to get the message out there, what they're doing, but they are really start, we're starting to team up. And so the last meeting we went to, we were with a, like a holistic dentist. We were with, there was actually two pediatricians there. Um, so they're starting to kind of come more and more. And, and what I mean by that, these are medical doctors that had training and a lot of their training is drugs, right? Um, you know, side effects of drugs, knowing how to do drugs. I mean, there was hours and hours of time that they spent in school studying these drugs. And so now they're, you know, how, how do I learn this new perspective? And so all, a lot of them are working with nutritionists and working, you know, at home, changing lifestyles. You know, some of them have yoga studios in their practices. Right. You know, about, you know, because we realize it's the stress and lifestyle that's creating the problem. And if people were more educated, then they would make the better decisions. Um, so it's just um, a new era. I guess you could say, because like, I don't know if your, your health was, uh, or your parents' health showed up bad, but my mom died of brain cancer, um, mm -hmm. age 53 and she got brain cancer at 50. And so it's like, wow, you know, and I look at her history and, you know, she had rheumatoid arthritis and they, you know, she had, well, she had gut issues to start with. So she had gut issues, which we know leads to autoimmunity, which leads to um, rheumatoid arthritis. And no one really helped her with that. So she went to her regular doctors or rheumatologists and they prescribed you meds. Mm -hmm. And if you have an autoimmune condition, they're going to give you drugs to, you know, your immune system to suppress it. And if you're suppressing your immune system, what do you get? Usually the C word, cancer. Right. Um, now you're suppressing your immune system that's fighting off cancer cells. And then my mom ended up with a huge brain tumor. So it's, it's things that are happening in our parents and things that we're seeing. And then we're seeing things in our kids that I believe our generation um, is really starting to make these big decisions. Um, in the last 15 years in practice, I'd say in the, in the last probably three or four years, my practice is just, I mean, that's why I'm, it's like crazy busy just because people are wanting this. They're wanting this information, um, which is amazing. I'm so glad I'm not by myself anymore. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's why I was so enamored when I, you know, saw your No More Meds book, because I do think there's something there. I really do think, you know, sometimes the medicine is not alleviating the problem. It's just causing more, more problems beneath the surface. So it's masking the original problem and potentially causing more. 
Um, That's why I said no more meds because I know I know meds play a big role and sometimes we need those. And thank God, you know, if I were to break my leg right now, give me some meds because that would hurt. Just rub oils on it. I'll be fine. (laughs) Uh, I think peppermint may not be enough, you know. So, (laughs) you know, if something that's where I think like we do really good in our country. We do really well for emergency situations. Uh, But other than that, the chronic degeneration diseases, we do not do well on. And we're seeing older people suffer tremendously with brain issues. Um, I mentioned my brain, my mom with brain cancer, but dementia and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and all these things that are happening in our brain. And there's that, that go back to the gut, right? So the brain communicates to the gut. So if that gut's not right, the brain starts acting really weird. Um, and so we know that if we help the gut, the brain actually gets better. Well, I now know right after this, I'm going to go restock up on my probiotics. What do they always call the gut? Like the... There's a, there's a phrase for this gut. What do they call it? Like the brain of the body or something like this? Yeah, I mean, it's your second brain. Yeah, it is your second brain. I mean, you have your brain and then, but we're realizing maybe it's the first brain because I know there's a lot of communication between the two. Right. I think the frustrating thing for me, um, and this is a whole other podcast for a whole other day, is our healthcare system because functional medicine, as I believe it, is not covered by healthcare. Oh, right. Yes. Um, we so, have I, that mean, I even went to go, I wanted an acupuncturist is on my list of things to do in 2019. Never done it. Thought it'd be fun. Don't have anything I'm treating, but just kind of want to see. Um, and when I called her, she was like, yeah, we don't, we're, you know, we're not covered by insurance. And I was like, you know, I feel like anything that would be proactive isn't covered by insurance. So right. like then as everything out of pocket, every time I go to a functional medicine doctor, every time I take my daughter, right? Because none of it's covered. I, I believe none of the tests are covered. You know, none of the herbs or, you know, none of it's covered. Am I correct? Well, it depends on what insurance, the big ones like Blue Cross and Blue Shield and Aetna and all those, typically they're not um, because they want us doctors to be in their network and right. they want us to do what they say. And so we can't abide by those rules. Um, so we have to be what we call out of network. Yep. But if your insurance has out of network benefits, then of course there's always a deductible and everybody's deductible is a lot higher than it used to be. Um, you know, back in the day when I say I started practice, even Medicare covered us. Um, and now we're finding Medicare just like, just not really covering like they used to. And we're just like losing a lot of insurance stuff. So, but I think there's, you know, there's just recently I've heard that there's going to be some new insurance policies that patients can buy for functional medicine and more preventive care. So I hope that's going to be available in the next few years because people are more wanting to do that. Now there's that flex spending card um, that a lot of patients will come in and buy supplements and stuff like that at our office and in the care that we use and they'll put it on their flex spending card. Um, So that, that helps. But as for insurances, yeah, I would have to hire like 20 people um, just to handle insurance companies for every patient. And it's just not worth it, you know, um, because they will only give you like $2 per visit, something crazy like that. So it's just, just, but I like the way you explain that because I don't think I ever understood why it wasn't covered and it's not so much, they don't want to cover you and I'm using you as functional medicine providers. Mm -hmm. It's more that the functional medicine providers cannot 
we can't do. Do we what can't. they want you to do, right? Basically, they're giving you a list of rules or regulations or restrictions. And it's like the book is like like a thousand pages long that, that no one's going to read this book. And you're agreeing to this. And it's like they send you, a, like one time I was like, okay, let me try to get in network with Blue Cross and let me just see. And they sent me like all these papers, like thousands of papers I had to sign and read an initial. And after like going through page five, I was like, I'm not agreeing to any of this. I can't, right. because if you agree and sign your name, all that, then you have to literally abide by every rule. So like with chiropractic, if a patient aptly needs like 12 visits, for instance, on this condition, because you have to diagnose every condition, and then Met Blue Cross is like, no, I think you can fix that in like four visits. And I'm only going to give you this much for this condition. And what if the patient has like five conditions, you know, and it's yeah. just, and that's why when you go to your medical doctor, they're really only able to treat one condition. So if you go in there and you're like, I have this and this and this and this and this, and they're like, okay, well, I can only do one unless, you know, or maybe you just, maybe you're depressed. Let me just give you antidepressant. <laughs> or maybe you are crazy, you know, right. maybe there's something wrong with you because you can't have more than five conditions. <laughs> right. That is so interesting that you say that because I feel like every time I go for my annual physical, she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing's really wrong. I'm like, but this feels weird. And like, this is a little awkward. And like, is this normal? And she'll pick one. Yeah. Address that one. And it's one. Like that one caused everything. And I, and I always walked out of there feeling like, and it took like 42 seconds. Right. Um, because they I, think I always, you have that problem. I can give that pill for that problem. But if you have three problems and I have to give three pills and you're going to have to do another visit for that because that's, and that's not what covered. they told me. You'll have to come back for another appointment. And I was like, but I'm right here. I didn't understand right. it. I mean, you're articulating yeah, you it in such a way that I'm digesting this, but now I understand why they're doing it. And it makes me want to look up a functional med medical doctor even more now. <laughs> exactly. Right. And a lot of them have membership fees. So that they'll say, you know, like the couple that I work with down the street, I don't know, like they have different like levels of their membership. Like you're going to a gym. Nice. So they'll have like a hundred dollars a month is your membership. And you can see them so many times and you get your labs for like percentage off. And then, like I said, one of them has like a yoga studio that you could go do that. So it's almost like you're using them slightly kind of like a gym. You have a doctor you can you have on call and you can get labs for cheaper. So they're starting to do more what they call the membership fee because it just makes sense for their practice. So again, I mean, because as you mentioned, so many people are listening to podcasts. So for anyone anywhere who wants to look this up, they're looking up functional medicine doctors to see who falls yes. in that category. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. right. And they're either going to be, you know, like I said, DCs like chiropractors, they're going to be, um, well, you know, the biggest chiropractor you're probably hearing now is Dr. Jock's, Josh Axe. Josh Axe. He's really big. I'm sure you've seen him. Yep. So he's a chiropractor. And people are like, what? Is it? But chiropractic actually was the foundation of functional medicine. So, you know, we started all this a um, long time ago, and now you hear Mark Hyman, you know, which he's an MD. So, you know, MDs are starting to come more more into this functional medicine thing. So we're kind of uniting, you know, and it's really interesting where, like I said, it was cool to meet with a pediatric neurologist. And, you know, 10 years ago, I would have never thought I'd be sitting with lunch with a pediatric neurologist having the same thoughts. Right. Um, and so chiropractors, MDs were kind of connecting together where MDs were wanting to throw chiropractors in jail. You know, a lot of that was <laughs> happening or they didn't want us to, you know, exist as a profession. And so now we're kind of uniting and it's really for the good of the patient. Everybody needs to play well in the sandbox together. 
Exactly. <laughs> well, this has been awesome. I have really enjoyed our chat. Um, obviously, everyone out there, if you want to learn more or connect with Dr. Corinne, there are so many ways to do that. She's a radio television personality um, down in North Carolina, so you can always catch her on media down there. But all the rest of us can catch her on Instagram and Facebook. And she's at Dr. Corinne. But my personal favorite is the new podcast that she just launched called No More Meds. I was listening to it just before we started on the CBD oil. But I love both you and I taking the podcast world by storm in 2019. And of course, if you liked the chat today, go on and give us a rating on iTunes. And thanks again, Dr. Corinne. Loved it. Awesome. <laughs> Hey Tribe, thanks for tuning in today. I hoped you loved these few minutes you got to separate from your tactical life to do something for yourself. Of course, we're on iTunes, but Instagram is our place of choice. Follow us there, listen to past episodes, or DM me at Gina Seminary. Make sure you kick some ass today. Love ya.